0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and Jerry's here, too, giving us the evil eye Mm. for all the trash we've ever talked about her. And frankly, it's working, because I just (laughs) blew a tire on the way here to work.
0: Is that a euphemism? or (laughs)
1: No. No, okay. I, I blew a tire, and um, I lost my checkbook.
0: Mm. You were at the grocery store. They rang everything up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're standing there looking, and they were, and they said, you have to pay now. And you went, oh, and you reached in your purse to get your checkbook out.
1: I reached in my front pocket of my shirt.
0: And then you're like, does anyone have a pen? And uh, 12 people under the age of 75 behind you rolled their eyes inside.
1: Mm-hmm. And they had a pen, but it leaked all over my hand.
0: (laughs) They gave you the evil eye. Uh, Big thanks to our pal Dave Roos and the old folks at HowStuffWorks.com for this bit on the evil eye, what we in our house call the stink eye.
1: Yes. uh, Also, thanks to Antonio Paglia-Rullo who is the author of a book on the evil eye, The Evil Eye, colon, The History, Mystery, and Magic of the Quiet Curse, mm-hmm. who uh, Dave talked to a lot about this because not only did uh, a- Antonio write that book, his grandmother was an evil eye doer away with practitioner when he was growing up.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about what turns out to be um, a very, very old um I don't know what you call it—tradition, what, what do you, what is Custom, it? Superstition? Custom superstition. Yeah, all those things where someone will give you the evil eye. Someone will shoot you a glance. We call it the stink eye again. Yeah, and it's it's wordless. You don't have to say a thing. You don't have to have a uh, uh, what are the little do- a voodoo doll. All but you have to do. There's
1: a big. There's a quick cello sting going on right. in the background <laughs> exactly. while it's happening. <laughs>
0: One hundred percent. You got to take that that uh, small string section around with you. Uh, It means basically, well, originally, I think it was sort of uh, came from jealousy or envy, but can also be just someone's angry or they resent you or maybe they're being greedy or something. Mm -hmm. And it's generally always intentional. But I was surprised to learn uh, from our friend here who wrote that book that it can be unintentional.
1: I didn't realize that, but. I mean, I guess, I guess if you're coveting something or you're jealous of somebody to the left of the person you accidentally look at and give the evil eye, that's the best I can come up with for unintentional evil eye.
0: Uh, This goes all the way back to the Greeks and possibly before, right?
1: Oh, yeah, long before the Greeks. But Plutarch was maybe the first person to actually write about it. He was a philosopher and historian, as everybody knows. And he wrote some essays that were collected into something called Moralia. And he talked about the evil eye in that. His whole jam was that your eyes are a source of energy that shoot out. That shoot the energy out into the world around you, and that reminded me, Chuck, of our stereoscopic episode where that one one of those ancient physicians had their 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 theory was that we see by shooting beams out at stuff, yeah, and that's how we see. And I guess that's kind of what it was based on.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, the the basically the body fills up with that jealousy or rage or whatever. And uh, it clouds the mind, and then the eyeballs are right there in front of the mind to mm-hmm. sort of uh, display for the world whatever the mind is thinking. And in this case, it's evil.
1: Yeah. And it goes, beep, 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 and you shoot the evil mm-hmm. eye out of your eyes. That was Plutarch's take, and apparently that was the popular take of it.
0: Yeah, and depending on what uh, culture you are from and your, your ancestry is uh, sort of about, you might have a, a long, rich tradition of – uh, evil eye shooters or or blaming everything that happens to you that's bad on an evil eye that was shot your way.
1: Yeah, because it's not just stuff that happens to you directly, like an injury or an illness. It can also be things that happen to the things you depend on, like your smartphone exploding in your pocket. You Remember when tire? that used to happen? Yeah, <laughs> they are blowing a tire. Uh, smartphones did – they didn't catch on fire, right? Am I making that up? There were, like, mild explosions with some... I want to say an android at some point in time, yeah. Blowing up in people's pockets.
0: And everyone's like, oh, boy. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. And now they're right back in our pockets again.
1: Back in the aughts. Yeah, everybody's like, I don't care. I love smartphones so much, I'll just take the risk.
0: That's right. Uh, So, back to uh, Antonio, who wrote the book uh, The Evil Eye. Uh, He is... um, catholic and italian and he said you know we don't even have like baby showers over here like that that's considered bad luck to have a baby shower like you're tempting fate or something like that yes yeah. so it, it's a you know, sort of a superstitious danger. And over there, and this is kind of true anywhere in any culture that has an evil eye history, they will have protections against evil eyes like amulets and things like that. And pregnant women would wear amulets in Italy, apparently, at least in his family. And they would say these special prayers to ward off the evil eye.
1: Yeah, and the reason why having something um, like a baby shower would tempt fate and, and maybe attract an evil eye is that it could be taken as like a boast Or something. And boasting can generate envy or jealousy, and envy or jealousy can shoot out of your eyes as the evil eye, and then your smartphone blows up in your hand during the baby shower.
0: Yeah, look at me, I made a human.
1: And in particular, babies, children, pregnant women, and animals are the most vulnerable to the evil eye, although it can happen to anybody. Um, But there's different traditions and customs for protecting against the evil eye, depending on where you are in the world, like you said. In Turkey, um, when you are a newborn baby, you're going to get what's called a nazar, which is a dark blue circle with a white circle inside it and a dark blue circle inside the white circle. And it's meant to be an eye. And Chuck, I say we take a break and we'll come back and tell everybody whose eye it is after this. Ooh. And you can enjoy the clean taste of Richard's still rainwater and the long-lasting
0: cold-pressured bubbles of Richard's sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com, and we even have a special offer, don't we, Josh?
1: Yeah, text stuff to two five one two nine two eighty eight eighty seven, and you'll get two dollars off a twelve-pack case of Richard's rainwater. Sip the sky. It's amazing. It's amazing. 300,000 plus travel experiences to choose from means you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy.
0: That's right. You can also enjoy real traveler reviews to get insider information from people who've already been on the experience that you're considering. Plus, you get free cancellation that helps you plan for the unexpected.
1: Yeah, and Viator offers 24-7 customer service, so you know you'll get support at any hour if things aren't going as planned. So download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find the perfect travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Horus, it's the eye of Horus.
0: Oh wow, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, and like you said, depending on where you are, you might have different traditions for warding this thing off. A lot of these countries are uh, Middle Eastern or somewhere around the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, I believe Dave even said in his own family, his grandmother in the Jewish tradition would tie uh, ribbons on cribs and things like that to ward off the evil eye or potential bad luck for newborn babies. Isn't that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. In India, they'll put some coal, a black dot on the uh, infant's face. And all of these, the point of these, the nazar, the red ribbon, the black dot on the face, um, they're meant to protect. They're, They're basically amulets or talisman that can protect against the evil eye and one reason why they based that on the eye of horus is because in ancient egypt the eye of horus was painted on homes painted in tombs mm-hmm. and it offered protection from evil or malintent or all sorts of problems even back then and so it kind of got mm, you know how they take like logos if you look at the evolution of a logo over yeah. the course of a, a you know century mm-hmm. it goes from really ornate to like really stylized and simple That's basically what happened to the Eye of Horus when it became the Nazar. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Well, thank you.
0: Uh, And our book author also, like you mentioned, his grandmother, um, Paglia Rulo's uh, grandma would keep a bowl of water in her kitchen Mm -hmm. and pour little drops of olive oil in there and look at the shapes and the patterns that the oil would take. And apparently that would inform her on the evil eye, and if there was, like, someone in her family that was potentially in danger or a neighbor or something that uh, possibly uh, will be or was stricken with the evil eye. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I don't know if it literally was like, hey, that looks like uh, our, uh, Gary, our neighbor. <laughs> right? Or if it's just, you know, kind of reading the tea leaves.
1: Right. I'll bet that olive oil was so good, too. Oh, boy. I love olive oil. So you said that this all kind of came out of the Mediterranean, did you not? Yes, sir. They've traced it back at least 5,000 years ago to Tel Brak, which is a city in Mesopotamia, which is, uh, Tel Brak is in modern-day Syria right now. And they've found tiny figures that all kind of bear a resemblance to one another. They call them eye idols, and that they think that these offered protection as well. Did you look up the eye idols of Tel Brak? Ooh, I didn't. If ET is not based on that, I will eat my hat. Okay. <laughs> it's identical to E.T. It's crazy how much it looks like E.T., man. There's nobody who's seen E.T. and would see one of those and be like, I don't know. Like, it looks exactly like E.T.
0: All right. I'm looking it up. And that is E.T. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? That is, that is E.T. I mean, you, that is unmistakably an E.T. head.
1: Right. But also even the body resembles E.T., the proportions and everything.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't see any arms and legs, but it does have that big squatty body.
1: Well, thank God I don't have to eat my hat today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because that just pile on everything else bad that's happened.
0: Was it like a sweaty old baseball cap?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm, Mm-hmm. Salty. You know, it's got the white salt streaks that'll never come out. No, thanks. So uh, I guess that's about it, huh, for— For the evil eye? I got nothing else. Yeah. There's all sorts of amulets and talisman you can use to protect yourself. If you feel like somebody gave you the evil eye, you can also say, please don't look at me like that anymore. I don't know what's wrong with you. That (laughs) will also dispel the magic, too. That's right. Chuck said that's right, everybody. So that means short stuff is out.
0: Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app.